You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. And it is week eight, so we've got an exciting episode today. Tennessee Titans are traveling up to Indianapolis to face the Colts, um, a team that they've got the lead on in the division right now. They've uh, in, in the series for this season. They uh, beat them, what week was that? I can't even remember. Week three. Week three. Um, beat them week three, so they've got the 1-0 lead, hoping that they can end up sweeping them for the season and pretty much seal up the AFC South. Could we say that? I, I believe so. I believe that is a safe assumption there. So we've got a great show for today, but Tyler, before we get into that, make sure you tell everyone how they can support the show. If you want to support the show, go check out our merch. We have shirts, hoodies, beanies, hats, all kinds of stuff. Go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, make sure you're following us on there. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. Love the interaction. If you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. That subscribe button. If it's red, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. Share the video. We would really appreciate that. If you like the video, leave us a like and leave us some comments. Let us know your thoughts on this game. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Facebook, Titans time or meta. On meta, as it's now called. Um, <laughs> and on Instagram, Titans time podcast. I guess you haven't. I've I seen something about it, but I haven't seen enough about it for it to actually like click. Right now, when you said it, I don't know if it's official. It seems official. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what, it, what it's changing <laughs> over to. So the metaverse. <laughs> have you heard about it? Uh, I have. You're gonna be going to Titans games on a virtual reality headset with everybody else that is having a virtual <laughs> reality headset on, and you'll all be hanging out together in uh, Nissan Stadium. Fun times, fun times. And it'll all be brought to you by Meta or Facebook. <laughs> previously known previously known as Facebook. Anyways, um let's get into the general news and info for the game. Uh if I can get the injury report pulled up here. Um now just making sure cuz you've done this before, you do actually have the latest injury report. I've got the correct? latest injury report. Okay? I just, so I, I we've got check uh, as of today, Thursday, Kari Blasting game, Julio Jones, Roger Saffold, Tier Tart, Derek Henry and Josh Reynolds all did not practice. Derek Henry just listed for a rest day, so not worried about that. Bud Dupree, Amani Hooker, Chris Jackson, Chester Rogers, Darrington Evans, and Harold Landry all were limited. And Taylor the one, a full participant, so that is looking good for him. Um, and that's about it for the Titans side of the injury report. I didn't actually pay a lot of attention to the Colts. Uh, it looks like the only person that did not practice for them was Bopete Kies. And right. then T.Y. Hilton was limited. He's limited. I believe uh, Xavier Rhodes is limited. Well, that's not listed, but no, it's not to say that. I know uh, he's... Xavier Rhodes was a full participant. He was oh, did he was not full. practice um, Did not practice yesterday, but was a full participant today. Well, he's kind of... All throughout this season, I think he's been dealing with that calf injury, and it's kind of going back and forth. I mean, he's been in and out of games with it a lot. So, you know, that's just... One of their top corners. I mean, it, he's a guy that if he's out there and he's healthy, he can make a difference for them. But if he's constantly in and out or if he's you know, got that injury that's just causing him to be a step slow, you know, that's something the Titans can be taking advantage of. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, of, of course, if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play, that's huge because well, that's one less guy to cover. Right. I mean, we didn't well, have to face him in. Well, not necessarily one less guy, but we one didn't less have to starter. Face, we didn't have to face him in week three. He was out then. I believe he was on injured reserve. Seems like time. he never plays against the Titans. Usually when he does, though, he more yeah, times so, than not, he has a good game. Yeah, so we definitely need him to miss it. Um, <laughs> he's just one of those guys, man. He's hurt more than he plays, it seems uh, like. I'm just hoping that the Titans this time when they play the Colts will have a completely healthy A.J. Brown 
Julio will hopefully be able to be a full go for this game because week three, you know, going back to last year, had Colts fans like, oh, well, if so-and-so wasn't out, if so-and-so wasn't out, okay, we had top guys out in week three when we played them, and we still won. So it's going to be interesting to see getting these guys back at full health, hopefully, what happens in this next game. Yeah, I agree. Um, something else moving on from the injury report that I thought would is news newsworthy uh, to add into the news segment of the podcast. Um, Dan, I'm going to try this last name, Saleo, um, says, tweeted, he's checkmarked, by the way, verified. So, looks like the Titans have reached out to Howie and the Eagles on a possible deal for Fletcher Cox. So, right quick, because I know you've been at work tonight, haven't really been able to check Twitter, but I have seen several people saying, even though he has that check mark, that he's not necessarily a trusted source. Well, see, I haven't. Right I, all I know is that that is what I saw as of this morning, roughly. Right. Well, when I, that's why I was giving, you know, laying it out for everyone that you've been at work, you haven't been able to check Twitter or anything, but that's what I've been seeing. And you would think that something of that magnitude, you would have other top reporters. I agree. Yeah, putting it out there. If it is true, hey. I'm not necessarily against it because it just adds to our pass rush even more in our defensive line to where we can be switching guys in and out. I agree. I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, I'm not necessarily against it like you. I'm not necessarily for it either. Um, He's got a massive $23.8 million cap hit in 2022, so I would assume it would basically be a rental player for this season. They would would what would the dead money be for the Eagles? Because, I see. I have no idea. Because I believe that dead money for them would come off of his contract for what the Titans would have to pay him. Yeah, if I'm, I'm not, thinking correctly. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, I mean, I know that he has been a good player in the past. He's had struggles this season, um, and he's kind of voiced some concerns. He's unhappy about his role there. Uh, I, I don't know. I am uncertain about it. Uh, it was interesting to see this morning that that was what they were uh, right. uh, uh, inquiring about because I feel like there's other positions that need to be addressed. So I'm not necessarily for it. I think there's better things that they could do. That's true. But, I mean, we've seen in the Kansas City game, if you're able to get after the quarterback enough and your defensive backs don't have to cover that long, you know, a good pass rush can make up for not necessarily – the best defensive back group so i know you're probably thinking positions to trade for like corner and some other positions like that offensive line right but may not need a corner if you add to the pass rush and we're getting after the quarterback more and he doesn't have time but I i agree but you already seemingly have a pretty effective pass rush. So why right. not add a playmaker back into the secondary that maybe can pair along with Kevin Byard and pick some passes off when quarterbacks are putting right. out, put, throwing some rushed throws? Yeah, and like I said, both of us, were not necessarily against it. We're not necessarily for it. I mean, hey, if he comes in, okay, great. Bring a good attitude and let's get after it, but... Uh, getting back to guys that are on the team, how does it make you feel seeing Harold Landry pop up on the injury report today with a hamstring injury? Uh, I I feel like it's more precautionary than anything else. I think I personally would bet my money on him playing. I mean, the Titans have just this year, especially. It's like everybody's popping up with a hamstring injury. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I just I. It is kind of unexpected and all of a sudden that he pops up because it's not something he's dealt with this season. Um, And he's been having a good year. Yeah, been having a good year. I I just don't see him missing this game. This seems like too big of a game. I feel like, I don't know, um, I would think that if if there wasn't actually something going on there, they would just put him as rest on the injury report, obviously. But I I think maybe uh, it's not that big of a deal. And they just said, okay, let's have him sit out 
today or limited was he limited i can't even remember yeah he was limited yeah let's keep him limited today and make sure that everything is fine before we move forward and the fact that he's limited instead of being out obviously is a good sign so right so i mean let's dive into this upcoming game more you mentioned it earlier if the titans win this game it could very much wrap up the afc south and could potentially end i mean i know we're still just now getting to like the halfway point of the season but it could potentially end the Colts' season because they have a lot of hard games left on their schedule. They do. And, I mean, not only that, but the getting a wild card spot in the AFC this season is going to be a tough thing to do. Exactly, and that's why I'm saying it could possibly end any of their chances at getting it. Yeah, um, and, and I believe it was on, and you're going to hear me reference this uh, website later as well, on 538 – um, if the Titans were to win this game against the Colts, I believe their chances of making the playoffs get boosted to 97%. Yeah, I have seen something about that. So and 538, like, you know, I obviously have the stat chat every week on here. Like, 538 is your go to. They're one of the best. They put out some of the best articles about advanced stats and stuff like that. I mean, they have – their ELO rating is right up there with the DVOA that I was talking about a couple of – like, they just have great ratings. Right. And they really have great projections for upcoming games and playoff chances and stuff like that. So, I honestly take a lot of stock in that. Um, the only thing that I don't agree with them on – is the fact that they have the Titans projected to lose to the Colts here in this next week. Well, we will kind of get into that a little bit more later as well. That's kind of when, the sentiment that's going around right. is that the Colts are are they're favored here. And it's it's a little crazy to me, but at the same time I can understand it. The Colts to an extent have been maybe hitting their stride and looking better this year since the start of the season. Wentz is back, maybe fully healthy. In their last game, he had more. He was able to move around more, so his ankles may be good to go for right now. But you know, you look back at some of the teams that they've beat to get to where they're at. Specifically, this last one, it's a 49ers team that's been struggling this year. A 49ers team that is in the probably the best division. In the NFL, we've said that several times. And a 49ers team that more than likely is not going to do anything in the NFC. But, you know, in that game, we were friend of the show, Jacob Patterson. Me and him were talking about this game, and he was like, oh, Wentz looked, he was looking great in this game. Great. I'm like, I don't know what game you were watching, but if the Wentz you think looks great is the guy who had, like, three or four uh, passes that got dropped that would have been picked off. Like, it went right through the defensive back's hands. Not only that, but how much stock are we putting in a game where it's literally pouring rain? Right. And a guy who... it's one of the sloppiest games that has been played this season. He steps up in the pocket, and the defense closes in on him, and he tries a little shovel pass that they end up ruling a fumble. I mean, if he wants to keep doing those, hey, I'll take that. You know, David Long will <laughs> pick that off or recover the fumble and be good to go with it. But, you know, yes, he did have, I believe, a long shot to uh, Pittman. And he took several shots to Pittman. And, but some of these were underthrown. And if the 49ers defensive backs would have just turned around and played the ball, versus just like mauling Pittman and getting pass interference called, like there's really no telling how many interceptions Wentz possibly would have thrown in that game. But you also have like their offense is clicking more. And we've seen some things that we talked about after the Titans win against them in week three. The Colts just abandoned the run game. And Taylor was gashing us. That game, I think he averaged like 6.4 yards a carry. And he's game. been doing that against pretty much everybody. Right. So I far. mean, 
going back over their last three games, they played the 49ers, uh, and this is reverse order here, 49ers, Houston, Baltimore. So Baltimore, he only had 53 yards rushing. Houston, he went off 14 carries for 145 and two touchdowns. And then against San Francisco, 18 carries for 107 yards. So he's been hitting his stride a little bit. And the Colts are, it seems like, running some RPOs. And it's been, it's been pretty effective for them. I mean, I don't really have anything on Jonathan Taylor other than the fact that you're not going to stop him. I don't think, honestly. I feel like he's, if they go in with a game plan of, let me say this instead, you're not going to stop him without giving up a lot in the passing game is is a better way to put that. Right, yeah, I, I get what you're saying because... Because if they if they want him to have a lot of usage and they want him to have a good game, odds are he's going to have a good game. He's just a great player. They have a good offensive line that can put him in a good position. And as long as the defense is not completely one-sided playing the run, I mean, if it's as long as it's balanced at worst defensively, they've they're going to be able to have success running the ball. Right. And I will say I think the Titans defensive rankings against the run are possibly a a little skewed because um they're they're ranked ninth against the run. But you look back at the last two games, you have the Chiefs who really didn't run the ball that much. I mean, they're more of a passing offense. And you have the Bills who you know, they I mean, they rely more on the pass. If it is runs, more times than not, Allen is the one doing more damage in their run game. So, you know, those two games you could be looking at maybe the Titans stats being skewed some just because those teams aren't running the ball as much. And you know, the only thing about stopping Taylor is we may not have to stop him. The coaches may stop him. Because Say the Titans get up by seven to ten points again. Are the Colts just going to stop running the ball again? I don't think they're going to make that mistake <laughs> again this time because, I mean, I I feel like – which I don't know because you think about the last game and Wentz was somewhat injured. and That's when it would have made the most sense. That's I mean, what they, I'm saying. They, they weren't that, down like, by that much. Why not lean on what you at least have that is – not injured, you know, what is still somewhat your strongest, you know, offense. I don't know what I'm, what I'm trying to say. I don't know how I'm trying to say that there. But why go with the guy that's injured when you can run the ball with your first-round running back that's literally just – Why go away from what was working? Yeah, it's late. Like, I, I, it's late. My mind's not really working great right now. But um, I couldn't get out the words that I wanted to explain what I was trying to say, but you kind of summed it up. Why go away from the run when your quarterback's injured? Right, and even now with Wentz being healthy, like if you can get that run game established and like you said, make the Titans start trying to sell out to stop the run, it does open things up in the pass game and with you know several of our defensive backs being out right now, uh, hopefully we'll have Hooker back for this game, you know, they the Colts might be able to take advantage of that. We would really have to hope for the Titans defensive backs looking at this film from the 49ers game of the Colts and realizing, hey, if he gets in trouble, he's just going to chunk the ball downfield to Pittman and see about getting a flag thrown. So we need to make sure that we're trying to play the ball and not let, not giving up these big chunk plays to that. Also, I believe... If you were to look back at the injury report, Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor, they're both dealing with rib injuries. So, obviously, don't wish any injury on players. But you know the Titans defense is looking at this and thinking, if we can bruise those ribs up a little bit more, these guys aren't going to be as effective. You know, they're, they're not going to want to run as hard. How 
likely is that that both running backs are dealing with rib injuries i, I don't know like <laughs> i just know that's what was showing on the injury report both ended up with the same injury and honestly a vulnerable injury for a running back right because I mean, all it takes is someone standing you up and someone else coming in from the side absolutely and i mean they can wear those ribs out and that is that's the type of injury that i feel like would make you timid running the ball it if it gets re-aggravated, which is why I said it may only take a couple of hits to the ribs and maybe they're second-guessing themselves or they're thinking, oh, this hit's fixing the hurt. You know, it just causes them to pause for a second longer than they normally would and the run game becomes not as effective. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask you, who do you feel like this game is more important for? I think it's more important for the Colts because, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, this really puts them in a strain for where, I mean, they would have to really go on a run after this game if they were to especially try to come back and win the AFC South and then have a chance at make it a wild card game. If not, it really puts a strain on them, puts them in a position where they've got to win games that, that I mean – you never want to say this as a coach, but they're probably thinking they don't have a great chance at winning. Um, so I think it's more important for the Colts. Titans, I mean, they're not favored anyways. They could bounce back after this. Um, even if the Titans drop two right here, like they just came off of two great wins, it's not the end of the world. Right, and I agree. I do think this game, as far as going on down the line, who this game is more important for or – who a win would be more important for would be the Colts because it keep it would keep them in the running for the AFC South, unfortunately. And it could it can keep their season alive. You can make the argument for the Titans that this game would be more important for them or just as important because this is their chance to sweep the Colts this year, have a tiebreaker over them if the Titans were for some reason to lose two divisional games, you know, they would have the tiebreaker over the Colts right. if it came down to that because they would have both wins against them. Well, I think a great way to put it is that the Titans certainly have extra incentives to want to really right. put the Colts down right here, but ultimately, like in the like standings wise, this is more important for the well, Colts. Well, and as you mentioned earlier, the Titans are not favored in this game. So really, you know, people are kind of messing up a little bit because the Titans coming off of two big wins, yes, they're going into a divisional game against a Colts team that they're always wanting to beat and get the one up on. But now you're adding just a little bit more fuel to the fire. Even though Vrabel and them may say, oh, well, we're not paying attention to that. You know, we're just going week by week. You know they're looking at this and they're like, we're coming off of this, and they have us as underdogs again. They have us losing again. Like, that's just going to fuel this Titans team even more, I feel like, to want to go out there and prove people wrong again. What is so interesting to me is that um, these Vegas odds makers, so most of the time they will try to take advantage of – bias from the public when a team is on a roll and especially when a team is coming off of a game where they absolutely blew out the spread like the Titans just did against the Chiefs they will take advantage of that and set the line a little bit extra in favor of that team that just can't is coming off of the big wins because there's a lot of public I don't know, um, excitement around that team. And so that could lead to more bets being on that side. And obviously, if there's a little bit of bias swaying towards that team, but that's not actually the probability of them covering that spread, then that sort of shifts things a little bit more in Vegas' favor. But it seems like to me in this scenario, they're taking advantage of the fact that people view the Titans as sort of a phony uh you know i mean i think that they know that as a 
in the national view, the Titans are seen as a fluke. They aren't going to keep up this, which granted they're, they're not going to keep blowing teams out like they just did the chiefs. Right. But they're not going to continue to win games. They can't beat the Colts. I think they're taking advantage of that. And I think that is, is shown in this line. It very well could be. And since we're mentioning the line, mentioning Vegas, I think this is a perfect time to transition into our best bets segment presented by DraftKings. Absolutely. Um, DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, they are practically giving away money, and they have been for the past couple of weeks. Um, If you need a big win, DraftKings Sportsbook, once again, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, they've got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to to win their game. If they do win it, you win $200 in free bets, and then... I mean, you're golden from there, right? <laughs> um, you hope, anyway. You hope. Uh, if the sports book's not available in your state yet, DraftKings is not going to leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Just bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promo if if they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. Now, as you mentioned, Colts <laughs> favored by two and well, a half points. Was two earlier today, so it's moving even more in their favor. Which it is, is all the more reason, not betting advice, to jump on the Titans' side here. Well, before we really get into that, you just read that awesome offer that DraftKings is doing. I don't know if you remember this or not, but since DraftKings is giving out that offer for new customers, we're kind of going through and looking at the right, upcoming right, right. games for this week. We did that and last week, and both of our games won that we, that we chose. They, they did, and as you mentioned... This is not betting advice, so do not take what we say to heart. But looking at the games coming up, if I was going to bet on one of these, you have the Rams taking on the Texans. You best what? believe I'm taking the Rams yeah, <laughs> in that game. And I don't know if you've looked through to see any other games. Um, um I have not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your. Uh... I have drafted. You know, I don't, I don't need to see any. I don't need to see any more bills over the Dolphins. I was hoping that you were going to say that one because that was the other one that really stuck out to me. That I defense like, is going <laughs> to absolutely just destroy Tua. Well, you have the Bills who their last game was losing to the Titans. They've had their bye week. You know that they're coming out, going to be facing a division rival. They are hot right now and ready to just destroy a team. Yeah. So, you know, I, I that was the other one. If you would have took the Rams versus the Texans, I was going to go with the Bills game. I think those are two games you can – I mean, those are solid picks. Like, the, any given Sunday, obviously, in the NFL, anything yep. can happen, but those are just about as sure as you can get. <laughs> I agree. It's just like the last picks <laughs> that we had. Yeah. Again, not betting advice, but we were right on Good them. way to get – $200 in free bets right there. Um, so let's get into our best bets for this week. I'm sitting at 3 out of 10, 30%. You're sitting at 5 out of 10, 50%, which you're going to have to hit a little bit better numbers than that to be considered profitable because I did go back and look at actually what you need to be to be considered profitable, which have, have yours all been pretty much the typical odds Minus one ten, where DraftKings is taking out their their little piece of the pie there. Uh, it's kind of ranged on some. I think I I had the Mahomes uh, throwing one interception that I think was like plus one fifteen. Well, well, there you go. So that uh, that actually would probably help you out a little bit there. Um, but I, I it was bothering me that I didn't know the percentage fifty two point four percent. Anything better than that? That you're hitting. If you're betting on those typical minus one ten, minus one fifteen, 
that's what's going to keep you profitable. So what you're saying is I'm not far off. You're not far off, but you're not <laughs> profitable yet. Um, I, on the other hand, am what keeps the sports books in business. So um, <laughs> I, I like a same-game parlay. Titans alternate spread plus 7.5, and, and the alternate total over 44.5 for minus 110, actually. So Okay. Hmm. So, uh, I, you're gonna have two parlays this week. Um. Actually, my next one is. Oh, well, well, don't. Well, okay. Don't. Okay. 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 Um. Because I I was looking around at you know different bets for this game, as you know, and as our viewers know, I write down four just in case we were to end up with the same one. Um, you're going with the Titans alternate spread. This will kind of give away later in the show, but I'm going with the Titans money line. Okay. Plus 130 Okay, right now. And, you know, that could change before game time, but I, I don't know. I'm still feeling good about this game. I feel like the Titans are going to take care of business this week. So, and, you know, like you said, at plus 130, that hits. You're making some money there. Yeah, you're making a little bit of extra. Then, I mean, typically you're not even doubling your money on most of these bets. You know, you're you're getting close. Right. In that case, you're doing a little bit better than doubling your money. Right. So, um, I was looking around. I found one that's actually in those uh, up in the better odds range there as well. Uh, I don't know if you saw the weekly special that DraftKings was offered on this game. I did not. But... Um, the special that's being offered is for Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor combined if they rush for over 199 and a half yards plus 115. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I kind of wish that I would have looked at that. I mean, obviously, you going first, it would be your best bet, but that may be one that I might have to put a little bit of money on. Not going to lie. Listen. That's one that Derrick Henry can get by himself. So a little bit of help from Jonathan Taylor is all he needs. So, uh, man, this is this is tough. But I am going to go with Henry over a hundred and two and a half rushing yards. That's what it was the last time I checked it. It may have changed. I'm actually going to go look at that now because you know we want to give people the, the most the, current, yeah, latest, uh, uh, the latest line there. Um, and I think that's a reasonable number, honestly, for him to hit. I, I think so too. Let's see here. It's now up to over 103 and a half at minus 115. So you know, I'll, I'll change this here so it's actually. Correct. Oh, you're and, actually changing something to be not in your favor. That's uh, look, I, not not common for you. I mean, this Colts defense—they've only allowed four four times for a running back to rush for over a hundred yards on them. Care to take a guess at what all running backs have done that? Derrick Henry. Yep. All in, all in this season, right? No, not not all in this season. Okay. Um, but over the last couple of years, there's only been four times that they've allowed a running back to go over 100 yards on them. Derrick Henry? Multiple times? Yes. Derrick, okay. <laughs> Derrick Henry all four times. I was just – I was testing your knowledge there a little I, bit. I, I mean – I was I, I don't I don't know I, I like I thought that might be the answer but I was like yeah talking about like all in this season I'm gonna no. I'm gonna sound really dumb if um yeah if I pick Derrick Henry and they've only played him you know once this season <laughs> but no it, it was Derrick Henry uh, every time so I, I didn't completely hear all the words in in your sentence there and that's why I was like I was trying to put it together I was like I don't is he oh. Well, hope, hopefully everyone on the podcast actually heard them all and I didn't turn too far hey, I'm, away from I'm my I'm telling you, it's late. Um, 
and my mind is not really working correctly. And right I do want to see what you think about these other two that I wrote down. These two will not be counting. Um, I was looking at the over 51 points. I like the over. Um, um, talking to friend of the show, Jacob Patterson, he he says there's no way it hits the over. He And we'll get into this when we get into you know, our quick hitters later on. And you'll see why he says that. But he did not like the over for this game. But the other um, bet that I was looking at, possibly going with, and it's actually still the same, is Jonathan Taylor over 68.5 rushing yards. That is just an extremely low number to me. I was actually looking at your paper over there, and I was like, does that say 68? It, it does. And But part of... The reason for that is going back and looking at the Colts uh, or Jonathan Taylor stats for this year. Week one, 56 yards. Week two, 51. Week three, 64. Then 103, 53, 145, 107. So he's kind of all over the place. And. I mean, really, it would depend on how much the Colts want to use him. I mean, they have that running back by committee. So all it takes is on his touches, if a team is able to contain him that game, you know, then you're you're not really looking at that low of a number. Right. So, I mean, it's one of those where you have to determine what you think the game script is going to be. If you think it leans into him having those extra carries, then – that's a great number to be at, 68.5. But, I mean, there is obviously that possibility that he only sees between 10, 12 carry in that range. And in that scenario, he may not hit that. I mean, he may right. be around 50, roughly. So, But I will say, last time against the Titans, 10 carries, 64 yards. Maybe he gets that 11th carry and, you know, he hits it. So... But I'm interested to get into our stat chat segment and see what you have for us this week. That's right. It's time for the stat stat chat. I about to say, not, come on, get not, it right. Not Snapchat. The stat chat. Um, time to get into the numbers this week. So I told you I was going to mention 538 again, uh, and there was an article written on there by Josh Hermsmeyer, uh, and he the title of the article is Derrick Henry is Scary. <laughs> and the I mean Halloween's coming up. That's true. That's true. And the Titans, we didn't even hit on this. They're going to be wearing their icy whites. Joked around with uh Jacob on this saying the reason they're wearing them is because they're going to be absolutely haunting the Colts after they sweep them this okay. year. Okay. So you're starting early on the dad jokes. <laughs> um the one takeaway that I had from this that I wanted to include in the stat chat or not the the one takeaway. The thing that stood out to me most, I had several takeaways from this, but on the league-leading 41 rushing plays since 2016 in which Henry utilized a stiff arm, he has gained 460 yards after contact and averaged over 15 yards per run. Okay, I'm, i got to take your phone and look at this. I mean, you you can go ahead and dive into this. Derrick Henry has, I mean, I feel like there's just a lot there to unpack. Derrick Henry, since 2016, has used a stiff arm in 41 plays. On those 41 plays, he's got 460 yards after contact, averaging over 15 yards. <laughs> that is crazy. Which, granted, you have his 99-yard run that right. factors into that. So obviously that helps out quite a bit, but that is that's a crazy number. What's also funny is like the 15 stiff arms from that play still only counts as one play where he used a <laughs> stiff arm, but I mean so, it's it's over 15 yards per run when he's using a stiff arm like and and you're looking at Roughly 11 yards after contact per play. <laughs> yeah. So that that's why I wanted to figure that up right quick. That is insane. So that, I mean, that really just 
leans into the article title. Like, he is scary. And when he uses that stiff arm, there's not much you can do to stop him. No, there, there's not. And, you know, guys are playing for that stiff arm more now, and it's just causing them to get run over. Yeah, I mean, he's he knows when to use it is what yeah. the – I think is what this stat tells a lot about because, I mean, obviously you could see a guy that's used it on, you know, a hundred plays and he's not necessarily using it in the right times. He's probably overusing it and he's not getting as much efficiency out of it. Like Derek Henry knows, it seems when is the right time to use a stiff, to use his signature stiff arm. Well, and just, when he chooses to use that stiff arm, it's so effective. And he's really built it up over the past couple of years where he's made defenders respect it. So much so that now they're focusing in on that because when they're going to tackling, they're like, he's going to go for the stiff arm. And he's thought about that and he's like, okay, now that you're doing that, I'm adding a new weapon to my arsenal and which is called i'm just going to run you over right i'm just going to put my shoulder in your chest and run you over darius leonard and go on from there so now guys have to think about they they truly have to make a business decision of do i want to take the hit to the chest from his shoulder or do i want to take the chance of possibly being put on a poster or trading card where he's stiff arming me yeah um but it's not often that you see an article about the Titans on 538. So had to take advantage of that whenever I saw that pop up on there this morning. Um, I I like that. I think that's a good stat chat for this week. Um, And the fact that Derrick Henry is getting some recognition here from, you know, what I think is a really, I don't, I don't technically know, I guess some media source. (laughs) Um, I don't technically know what you would classify them as, but they do a lot of good work. So um, now let's get into the quick hitters because I feel like I got some good ones this week. I'm going to catch up on bold predictions. Um, we'll see about that. I I feel like I have my score prediction in a pretty good place, um, but obviously first keys to the game. So let's. Uh, I'll let you go first on that. Key to the game. It's going to be simple. You're going to have to stop this Colts run game. Okay. Shut. Jonathan Taylor down early. Don't let him really get going because I feel like when he gets going, it just opens up the Colts' offense even more. And I I think that's where the focus is going to have to be. I'm going to counter that and say that I think they need to get pressure on Wentz. I feel like if you can put a lot of pressure on him, he's going to make mistakes, and then it won't matter what else happens because – we definitely need to get pressure, just adding on to that, we need to get pressure up the middle. We don't need to open up lanes for him to run straight up the field because, let's face it, he's going to be more mobile this game yeah, than he was in the first game. And that could be that could make a big difference for all of this. Yep. And now we'll jump into our bold predictions and score predictions. Got a long list to read again, but we love it. Like to hear that. I mean, it's our TTP takes. There we go. And first, starting off, my amazing wife, Carrie, again. Her score prediction is 27-24, Titans winning. Her bold prediction is that Jonathan Taylor will have under 50 yards rushing. So, I mean, I feel like that's a decent bold prediction considering what he's done over his last couple games and considering what he could have done last time they played the Titans. Hey, it's a whole 18 and a half yards under what Vegas has it set at, so. Right, I think it counts. Then from Instagram, Titans Torch, and you can go check them out, follow them on Instagram, at Titans Torch. They gave a score prediction of 30 to 27 Titans winning and I did ask um, all of them who when I put out the post 
who this game was more important for. And it was very much, it's important for both teams, but when you really break it down, the Colts are the team that would need a win more right now. Another uh, take from Instagram, Titans Focus. You can go follow them at Titans Focus on Instagram. Score prediction, 28-24, Titans winning. And they said that AJ and Henry were going to play big roles in a win for the Titans. And I guess this was kind of their bold prediction. They say that Henry is going to hit the 1,000-yard mark for rushing yards this season in this game. Okay. I think he's 130-something away, something like that. I'm not sure exactly. Then, hopping over to Facebook, we have Jules, as y'all call her. And score prediction, 24-17 Titans. I'm going to save Jacobs for last. Uh, Friend of the show, Spencer. Score prediction, 34-27 Titans. Bold prediction, AJ and Julio both go over 110 yards and have a touchdown each. And Drake coming in with a score prediction of 35-21 Titans. His bold prediction is Jonathan Taylor under 100 yards rushing and Henry uh, 100-plus yards in the air. So I guess Drake's seen Henry throw that touchdown pass, and now he's saying he's going to throw for 100 (laughs) yards. (laughs) No, Drake, if you are listening and made it this far, we know you mean receiving yards there. And honestly, that is a, especially combining these two things, that's a very bold take. And recall that this week's (laughs) competition is for the CJ2K. CJ2K bobblehead. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding uh, don't let tyler have a no, panic attack I'm, I'm i'm good because of me trying to give away his I'm, precious I, bobbleheads. I, I'm, I'm good now the last one that i need to mention before getting into ours friend of the show already mentioned jacob patterson score prediction he says 17 to 10 with the colts winning and his exact words to me in our messages back and forth is that this is the lock of the millennium that the Colts are going to win this game. And his bold prediction is Titans under 250 total yards of offense. He thinks the Colts' defense is just going to come out on fire and completely shut down anything the Titans are trying to do. And that's why whenever I mentioned that over 51 points, he was like, no, there's there's no way. He's like Colts defense. So, I don't know. Um, I I disagree with it there. I think there will be more score than that. Uh, my score prediction is 28-27. little suspense there with the Titans winning. Um, and my bold prediction is that Derrick Henry will score a touchdown on a run over 20 yards utilizing his signature stiff arm. Okay, so he has to use the stiff arm. It has to be over 20 yards, and it has uh, to be okay. a touchdown. Okay, I, I, can, I, I can go with that. Um, that's very specific. It, it is, <laughs> and that's that's why it's easy to go with because I'm like, you know, you can't really argue it because he he hasn't necessarily used the stiff arm as much this year. So, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, and I do want to point out that I believe when we were predicting, when the schedule come out, we were predicting the season. We had the Titans and Colts splitting. Both right. of us did. And I think that we both had the Colts winning the one at home. Right. You may have actually, you may have had the one where the Colts won in Nashville and the Titans win in Indy because that's the way it was last year. I, I would think that that's the way I would have went because it seems like the Colts always win in Nashville. So either way, we both had them splitting. Like I said, I had the Colts winning the one uh, in Indy in our season predictions, but we're in the season now where these two teams are at. 
I'm going with the Titans winning this game. And sorry, Jacob, I don't see this being a low-scoring game. I think these two teams are going to get into a shootout. And I'm going to go with the Titans 31, Colts 30. 31-30. So we both and, think it's going to be a one-point game there. Yeah, and my bold prediction is going to be that the Titans force four total turnovers, their defense. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, that, that worked for I you. mean, they. I don't think they've came close to that this season. I don't know, maybe, with, maybe I'm forgetting a game where they – uh, I'm I'm trying to think, and I mean they had what the two fumbles in the Chiefs game. They had two fumbles and an interception. Two fumbles and so they were close. The, then. The, um, but yeah, I mean I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that's not bold. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So yeah. I'll well, I mean, it. most of the time for teams, four four turnovers, like you're definitely winning a, the game. It is and, a lot. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, I mean, even three. Is a lot. Absolutely. In a yeah. game. So, yep. I agree with you there. So, no, I, I think that's no, all I really have. No for contest this. for me. I'm not, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let you have that. One. I don't think you'll get it. I, I, I feel like I got a good shot at mine. So, I think I'm going to look. I'm going to be honest. If that's, I, I would love to see it. Yeah. I, me I too. would. Me too. Because it, it really sets up for like an exciting moment if my bold prediction comes true. Because most of them, it's like, you have the whole course of the game, and you're like, are they going to hit this? Like, mine is a one-moment right. type of thing. Um, so, I'm excited to see if it happens. But you could be waiting the whole game for it to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, that's all I've got. I don't know if you got anything else. I, I don't believe so. I'm just I'm looking forward to this game and hoping the Titans can sweep the Colts this year. Me too. <laughs> Me too. All right, then. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a rating, all that good stuff. Uh, this has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Mm-hmm.